When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Oh, I've been out of my mouth. It's so deep. Look, Doug, it's in my esophagus. Funny oh. is, on YouTube, there's no audio, so it's just you talking about the banana right. with, like, dry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in the YouTube chat. Really got going in. What's going on? 50% off pastries behind Nipper. Get them while they last. Yeah. Kenny and I were up late cooking these. That's from a pastry chef named Messman. Mm. Next to the Tushy Booth, Messman. That's from Too Fat to Kayak. Yeah, Tennis Elbow is hurting us. That's from a pastry chef named Messman. For whatever reason, the uh, report right now uh, is that Iggy is out with Tennis Elbow. That is not the case. It's not the case at he all. Is, he has COVID. Yep. Hello to all the 268 friends of the feather watching at YouTube.com slash TMASTL. That number immediately shot up past 300 when Casey walked in on Friday. It's amazing how that oh, happened. Yeah. What do you suppose the difference was? <laughs> yeah. What's the, throw if, out some if it theories. If it would have just been Remy, what would have happened? Right. Didn't we just need to hire an attractive girl just to sit there and not do anything else? Stone-faced girl in the corner? <laughs> Didn't the old station used to have go-go dancers in the studio? <laughs> yeah. Not a station we were ever associated right. with. The Tuesday afternoon right on lunch scene. <laughs> go-go, go-go dancers in the window <laughs> the Hampton studio. Like dancing the sports takes. Oh. <laughs> <No> music. <laughs> Uh, get involved here on our appliance discounters, 8 o'clock hour, friends of the feather. If you're in the market for an appliance, look no further than appliance discounters and their 80,000-square-foot warehouse full of GE appliances and other major brands ready for delivery. Shop online at theappliancediscounters.com, where pricing has been adjusted to beat everybody in the competition. Doug's a client. I'm a client. Say, friends, why don't you become a client as well? It's theappliancediscounters.com. I just got... A uh, dishwasher from the appliance discounters. And, Doug, you are now, some people go antiquing, you go ranging. I go range shopping, yeah. <laughs> I like to have a range in every room because I get hungry often. <laughs> and that's why I go to appliance discounters. Gas, gas bill through the roof. <laughs> God, I went to that Olive and Oak on uh, Friday. Late night shoot, too. Late night shoot. Usually, you know, you're going to have to walk in there and you're going to be waiting a while. Or I guess you have reservations. But uh, went in there at uh, like 930 and just ordered real quickly. The waitress was confused. We <laughs> wanted to get in. We wanted to get out. Right. Anna Marie's parents were watching our uh, tykes, and we had been out at a uh, cocktail party, uh, Doug drinking port. I think we were drinking port. port. Yeah. Port so just, like all night. Yeah, Three or all four night ports. at 9.30, <laughs> we're having dinner to go home. That's where things are now. All night. Um, yeah, so uh, you get to get an olive and oak uh, dinner with Lisa Ann if you win the Lisa Ann dating game. Uh, I will not be there. Jackson, I could see being there. 
Uh, like at the dinner itself? Yeah. Well, I would. I. I don't. I don't want to crash this. This party. This M F F. Right. Yeah. M F F. Or possibly F F F because we might have a lesbian couple. Oh God. Oh well, that's possible. You know. That would be the greatest thing ever. That, then I might. Then I could see myself being. Oh there. my God. Yeah. I would just. I just get a table. <laughs> right. Sit at the bar and just like. Turn around, just watch. Pantyhose over your face. Oh, gosh. (laughs) It wouldn't be creepy in the slightest. Uh, Get involved here on the program. 314881-TMA5EDF group is the one presenting the Olive and Oak uh, dinner for Lisa Ann. Also, the raffle contest, which includes a $250 gift card. uh, And that'll be at the Dotem, as well as four field box tickets and dinner for four with wine pairings at Olive and Oak. That's EDF group doing that. And, of course, uh, we are grateful for their support here of this award-winning radio presentation. I deep-teased this. Uh, it wasn't just Ali Marmol who was banty over the weekend. Friend of the program, he joins us every Tuesday from MLB.com. John Denton asked a question of Adam Wainwright, and it didn't go well. Oh, yeah. For years, you were the stopper that kind of stopped streaks. You took pride in being that guy. How much did you want to you know, help pride. us? Yeah, took pride. Yeah. Took pride. Do you want to help this team took, get back? I wasn't t- it's not past take, tense. Yeah, you know, Thank how you. How much do you want to help I take very. Team? I take a lot of pride in, 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 in that, and I was going to – I wanted to do that today. Um you know, you guys, I'm not retired yet, all right? My stuff is still good. My, you know, I heard what you said. I heard what you said. You know, I'm very, I'm very confident I'm going to go out and pitch a lot of good games this year, okay? Don't put me in a grave just yet, y'all. There it is. When Wainwright is snipping at reporters, you know the yeah. whole place is on fire. Yeah. Well, the bad signal. And I, and I hate to say it, I, he just misunderstood the question. Yeah, there's so. a lot of that going on down there. John, Den- I saw John in the background as he's asking the question. He just put his head down to the side like, why did I choose this career? Because <laughs> yeah. we've all been there oh, yeah. getting our asses lit up by guys who are like, you know, 10, 20 years younger than us. Mm-hmm. It was a sorry, you know. But that also, I also understand um, you know, picture yourself at work because that's what this is for them. And it, it was a bad day. And in the emotion of that, you are then asked about the bad day and you're just prickly. I mean, for lack of a better term, Adam Wainwright had one off moment. I don't even know how off that was. It really just kind of conveys the spirit of the clubhouse at this particular moment. But he's got two decades of being, you know, I mean, as good as it gets. I put him up there with with Kurt Warner. It's just a lot greater staying power you know as far as the way he conducts himself and his thoughtful when he wants to give an interview my god he can give you as good answers as anybody so with that said there that was the whole organization is such a disarray and chaos it makes you wonder if maybe besides being a prosecutor and nursing student kim gardner is now running the cardinals How did that happen? She's doing that. I didn't know that. She must be. Well, but that'll, that, that'll play well on balloon party. But it feels <laughs> like everybody's walking on eggshells in the clubhouse, right? And I don't know if maybe that Wainwright's amazing. I I, I know I he misunderstood the question, but like I, you can't take away with how amazing he's been. So yeah. I I didn't put any stock in that. But right. well, any team on eight game losing streak at the time, yeah, regardless no of what smile. they had done, yeah. <laughs> no you might have hit two home runs, but you can't look happy about it. Right. The tough situation for everybody involved, regardless of what you've done prior that season. Anybody on eight-game losing streak, you're going to be walking on eggshells. For most of your listeners, Tim, a bad day at work means burnt burgers and overcooked fries. That's from Wedding Tackle. And, Doug, that was unfortunate. That's that Wedding Tackle. And Iggy played him for $200. Is that correct? 
But he plays uh, brother. Ilsida. And then Wedding Tackles, Ilsida's brother. Am I correct on this? Has anybody checked on that nurse? Doug, do you know the family tree of the listeners? Oh, for heaven's sake. Well, we know Eric in the Central West End, and you used to play Native American his dad, ball. That's correct. With his dad. With his dad. And the Crestwood yeah. Coyote is his brother? I think so. Yeah. Not the same guy? Different Dude. guy. Okay. I think they're different guys. Well, then both of their dads. And then the Pandolfo brothers. A lot of families. My two dads with Paul Reiser. Remember that show? I do. Yeah, yeah. great show. You want to come over and watch? No. Stream? No, I don't. Fine. Uh, and then don't forget, uh, to those of you who are still in the Fan Pen Club Championship, presented by Michelob Ultra, that this is the case. you got to play your match in the next two weeks. That means i got to play my match in the next two weeks. i got to get on this. Are we selling uh, white forfeit flags? And some of the players could just raise the flag. I, I'm play dead anymore. serious. If it weren't for the $2,500 that, that lurks out there, I would have to win five more matches probably. I don't know if I'll be giving pops everywhere. My bracket has a bunch of guys who are lower indexes than me. Um, but if I were to be able to fade giving Cletus six or seven pops, <laughs> and I am certainly an underdog on that, uh, yeah, the $2,500 is what's getting me to show up. Dead serious. Yeah. So I, but I mean, you it's play like, Cletus. I play Cletus next. Oh, With that... the danger of being some sort of rape victim. <laughs> Steven Wildwood yesterday asked when we're playing because he wanted to uh, come out. Oh, God. But wow. I think he was going to bring, like, his sons to try to distract Cletus. That's oh, a good play. Gosh. What Might need I... me out there. But aren't you caddying? No, Iggy's caddying for Cletus. Oh, so if we were to play this week, Iggy wouldn't be available. No. Yeah. I could be a so. major disadvantage to Cletus. You need someone to. It's interesting. Or would he want to impress you to potentially seduce you by beating me uh he would he would want a piece of me win lose or draw so oh. put that off didn't we have an issue to where <laughs> a, a group almost didn't play a couple years ago or didn't fit in <laughs> in the timeline because iggy was caddying but iggy had like a schedule conflict so the both golfers to move it around for iggy yeah the both caddy? golfers could play but iggy the caddy couldn't so they had to move around and almost <laughs> didn't get the deadline i feel like that may be where we're going you be always at. said that the, the caddy is the most important uh reason for a golfer to have success no, kind of like some people Not me. say iggy. well the pitcher is the reason why a pitcher yeah. is going to be successful and i go no nah, the catcher and now you're starting to see that I was right the whole time. No, I think the caddy has very little to do with the success of the goal. Guys, Kenny is quitting Anon, is having a field day on the fan page about him being out. Uh, Doug, have you had a chance to look at the fan I page? Get to I it. didn't know this was a, no. Kenny is quitting Anon. Is that like QAnon, but it's Kenny <laughs> is quitting Anon? Man, they're That's creative. what it's called? They are creative in the fan page. Uh, just... so, when, so we did this picture with the van we got on Friday. Now, I knew Sick. about that. Uh, because Jesse had told me the day before, Jesse Kioski, who handles our marketing and promotions and events here. Um, and you will see her at Maggie O'Brien's a week from Wednesday for the EDF pre-party, and you will see her at the Dotum on Thursday and Friday for the Dotum presented by Michelob Boltra and uh, Family Golf at Munganass St. Louis Acura. And so uh, she said, do you think everybody on the show can stay until 11 o'clock following the show? And I said, probably be more effective if you sent that text than me and she sent the text i believe i don't know thursday morning yeah thursday morning and everybody said yeah i'll be there and then like at seven at night iggy said he had to babysit his nieces at ten forty-five, <laughs> and i thought it's gonna give the fan page more meat when yeah. uh when iggy isn't at the uh at the at the photo shoot with the van and then sure enough and now that iggy is out and i saw that he, he texted us yesterday and said he had covid and i go here we go again. I know it's coming. Well, 
that uh, Iggy, the, the Iggy is quitting because I read texts that are critical of Iggy, even though Iggy enjoys the texts and the emails that are sent in. So that is that is that Doug, that is I believe what Iggy is quitting anon is. Okay. If, I, if I'm correct on that, KG No Town is that correct? Or is, is there are there threads? I haven't se- <clears throat> excuse me, oh, I haven't seen emotional. anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> just lie <laughs> about it. <laughs> You know, it just bothers me, but no, I haven't seen anything. I was just perusing. I got nothing so far. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the Mr. Slave was just, uh, Doug, sometimes they make things up in the sure text inbox. No. But Iggy being out is just a, another reminder that this era of the show is going to be known as the disintegration of the old. That's what it's called, <laughs> the disintegration yeah. of the old. Uh-huh. This, this two or three year period here. <laughs> We're seeing it play out right in front of our eyes. Not necessarily pretty for those of us involved in the disintegration <laughs> process. Well, you got to go Proper. to Monte is, Carlo. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. The oh. disintegration of the old. Uh, one of your listeners was paying Iggy like $100 a round to caddy for him a couple years ago. That's from the reluctant I cuck. Think, that mm-hmm. is correct. I forgot about that. And that was I'll what? tell you that Iggy can read putts. Now, if you know how to do it, then maybe Iggy's probably not adding much to it. But uh, he can read putts. He really can't. That, that is a skill. So it does have... Value. Carlos Spicewiener does a wonderful job, Doug. I would say his winning percentage has to be around 80% on my bag, as you call it. But I told him, I said, don't really worry about the golf. I just like to BS while I'm walking around. Oh, do you? uh, Does he actually carry the clubs? No, I carry the clubs. It's a good, I I burned, I told Jackson, Jackson wears something that's just garbage to track his calories. No longer on my wrist at the moment. Because we both walked on Friday. Jackson and I played on Friday, and we both walked. And Jackson's like, yeah, it says I burned 400 calories. And I would say uh, walking and carrying your bag, and and you're 20 years younger than me, uh, would probably burn around, it depends on what the course is, but around 1,500 to 2,000 calories. And that day, last week, for the Fan Page Club Championship, I burned 3,600 calories. Now, that was all day. That wasn't just the five hours of golf. But it's like... 14,000 steps, depending on the course. Yeah, so, I mean, you'd have to think that alone burns more than 450 calories. Yeah, you'd think. That's that's a couple miles, so, yeah. I got a bad bad machine on my wrist, but that's what happens, Doug, when you don't pay. When you don't don't pay up. I I don't think the Whoop's expensive, though. I I don't think it's, it's like $30 a month. Yeah, but the band itself, I think, is expensive. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're. I don't know. I've had this thing, and I, I don't even think about it. It's been on my wrist for so long. Right. One of my doctors was telling me to exercise more, really exercise, and I said, "Oh well, I actually do. I walk usually a couple miles a day." He says, "That's not exercise. You're not 95 years old. You gotta, you gotta hit it. You gotta get the heart rate way up. You gotta yeah. really exercise, not just walk." He said, "That won't do it." But well, it's important to walk. It, yeah, yeah, it's good certainly thermogenesis. Helpful. You hear other people say, "Yeah, it's one of the greatest exercises you can do," but right. This doctor was was doubting my claim that I was getting more <laughs> by walking. Did you tell him you were an HD two radio and went right. to journalism school? I didn't get around to that. Well, your heartbeat's got. I I forgot what it was that you know you almost got a speed walk to get that heart rate up yeah, because probably. if you're walking, yeah. the we'll heart walk rate is normal and yeah. kind of just mm-hmm. barely br- breaking a sweat. Well, yeah. the texts are coming in now about can, oh, and they're coming in fast and oh, furious. No. Uh, did Iggy not want to do the show from home like Doug decided to do last week? Uh, that is uh, from conclusion, the stripper. Uh, there's some things to plug in and everything that might have disqualified well, Ken. Could, no offense to Kenny, I could not imagine what would need to be done. Well, I mean, as somebody who's done it, and Doug, you can validate, once you're told how it works, it's it's 
essentially, I believe, two, two mou- three mouse clicks. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll just let Iggy get well, and you know, that's let him we'll, be. We'll, exactly right. Go on, let him be. <laughs> um, did Dawson's Creek watch any quote films this weekend? He wants to teach us what metaphors the director was going for. That's from Little Judy Suckins. I had forgotten about that new nickname, Jackson. Yeah. Well, Dawson's Creek. Yeah, first of all, Little Judy, taste me. Uh, ah! Oh gosh. And yeah, I saw a movie called Bo is Afraid. This Bo weekend. is Afraid. It's by that Ari Aster. Uh, no, it wasn't the <laughs> Bo. It would have been more interesting. I did not love Bo is Afraid, but it's by one of my favorite directors, Ari Aster, and it starred Joaquin Phoenix. Ari Aster is one of your favorite directors. Mm-hmm. You keep a list of favorite directors, do you? Well, he's probably like my favorite young director, I would say. What, what makes him young? such a great director? New money director. Uh, his money. two previous films, Hereditary and Midsommar, are outstanding. Um, but I think his name is just something you throw out to make it sound like you know more about movies than everyone Because I know the name of the director. Young directors. He is. He's one him and Robert Eggers are probably my two favorite young directors. Maybe Bob Greta, Eggers? No, Eggsy. I don't care for Bobby. Maybe Greta Gerwig, who's got a new movie coming. She's got the Barbie movie coming out in a couple weeks. Oh, double G? Yeah, double G. That's right. No Bombbox wife. Uh, Doug, you wanted to hear from Mr. Licks. Well, good news, he is on. Well, we've, we've heard from Fix and we've heard from Licks. Uh, hold on, I got Cajun O-Town text me, my man Licks on line two. That's what the texts say. Okay. They are in business together. Cajun O-Town and Mr. Licks. Good morning, Mr. Licks. Hello, Licks. Licks! I got two questions. Number one, why are Kirkwood moms obsessed with leasing VW atlases? And two, <laughs> why the hell is Mike Tirico announcing the Kentucky Derby? Doug? Because he's NBC's number one guy. Bob Costas did that for years. Kind of a host to the whole thing. Well, I felt like it would have been an Iggy take this morning, so I wanted to say it. Oh, okay. Um, That's why he would have been there. As for the Atlases, I don't know. They should be going to Munganass St. Louis Honda and get an MDX or RDX or one of those cars. There's no explaining that. Jeez, Doug. Um, Hey, props to Tim for getting through that live read at the end of the last hour and not laughing. It shows his maturity level is off the charts. Cook that off. Well, which which live read was it? I don't need to repeat it. Um, Sorry. Hey, <laughs> my, I wanted to air some complaints. All Doug, right. are you taking any grievances? Okay, sure. Mount Rushmore of complaints about spirit. Number one, the decor is from the 80s, and it's gross. Number two, the coffee machine in there is like, a coffee machine you'd see at a Kia dealership where you just, like, press a button and it spits out, like, gross, weak-old coffee. You're you talking know? about the airport now, Spirit of St. Louis Airport? It, Doug, he flies private is what he's I, talking about. Okay. Yes. Number three, they don't have valet, which is odd. Yeah. Um, and number four, they don't keep someone on staff who shines shoes, which is Yeah. You need all that. You need all that and then yeah. some. Yes. Well, I'm but sorry I you had a bad experience out there. I I had a big I had a big old weekend, um, and I'm exhausted. I protested 24/7 the Wells Fargo Championship. Um, I think it was morally wrong to take Wells Fargo's money, considering all the scandals and awful immoral things that company has done. Um, I still didn't see Jay Monahan joining me, but maybe next time. Um, but no, hey, veal dumplings at Sydney Street are fire. Were they? By the way. Okay. Um, I was in St. Charles 
which I'm still not over that experience, but it was hurtful we wanted to, to go you? see. What's that? Was it hurtful? It was awful. Why? Like, you know, they talk about like Main Street, like there's so much to do out there. Yeah. I, there's just, it's just food. There's just restaurants. Uh-huh. Like, that's all you do. Like, people are just walking up and down Main Street, increasing their cholesterol levels. I don't, like, it was literally just eating fudge, and then you go to the next door and it's candy, yep. and then the next door is a pub. Uh-huh. Like, that's all there was to do. Old-time arts and crafts and that kind of thing? Yeah, or, in other words, junk. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, it's, it's not for food. everyone, that's for sure. Well, it made me think about just best places in St. Louis. So I came up with this ranking. Oh, here's to give a the ranking. ranking real oh, quick. Best places in St. Louis. Best, best places, okay. Kind of general. Well, not best places. Uh, this is Mr. Elix's ranking of top municipalities in St. Louis. Oh, this is huge. Okay. Uh, top municipalities mm-hmm. in St. Louis, okay. Number one, Ladue. Okay. I'm going to go in order of best to worst. Okay. Here number forever. two Aren't is like ninety municipalities. <laughs> What's number two? Country Life Acres. Oh yeah, very small, very exclusive. The fact that I very haven't wealthy. heard of it knows I'm poor. It's right off Clayton yeah. Road. It's like one neighborhood. Yeah. It's like one winding road. Yeah. Tied, tied for third is Huntley and Frontenac. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I don't know what that does for Mount Rushmore if I have it. Three, but that's four. Doug, how do you handle that? Does that count for four Mount Rushmore? Well, I, I think it would. Yeah, you've named four. Okay, places. Hon- all right. Well, honorable mention would be town and country, but it's a little far away. Um, far the away rest what? are all tied for last. Oh, um, I'm glad I'm not in the top it. five. I'll be honest. Okay. What if people? I just have like a few more things. If people could stop eating for one day, it, this world would be better. You asking people to like, fast. I went to Paw Patrol yesterday at Stiefel Theater. Wow, that's was, The show was at 10 a.m., and the doors open at 9 a.m., and we get there early, and we, we the doors open. All the food is laid out, and it was like cheeseburgers and chicken fingers and ice cream. All the adults rushed to the food. <laughs> this was... 9 a.m., and people were shoving cheeseburgers straight down the gullet. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say no to a cheeseburger. I went to Six Flags on Saturday, and holy mother. How'd it look? Turkey leg? I had a family in front of me order four turkey legs, Mm. three spicy dill pickles, and four corn on the cobs, all with four large sodas. That probably cost you two hundred dollars. Not kidding, it was one eighty five out the door. And then proceeded to get on a roller coaster and, and vomit it all up. Oh. I'm with is you. Lime, is Lime a city? Like, is that a place or a street? It's a, I it's agree. a place. It's a yeah. It's a municipality. Oh, it is a municipality. Okay. I think so. Just south of the city, just you cross River to Pear from South City, and you're in Lime. Huh. Okay. Were you just hearing about um, it now? I know I had to go down there for a kid's birthday party, and I would not wish traveling oh, in that area on my horrible. worst enemy. Not that horrible. There's a lot of places were, in St. Louis a whole lot worse than Lime. You haven't gotten around very much if you think Lime's the worst. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. even think you know St. Louis if you think Lime's. Yeah. 
And Ladue, um, to me, I, no offense, sorry, it, it's overrated. You ain't got anything near you. I get it that maybe the appeal, but like <laughs> they don't want those fast food places. They don't have a Lee's chicken. They don't have a BP. There's a BP in Ladue. Are you talking? Are you talking about Ladue? Yes, yeah, I find it very overrated. There's not a lot to do there. Like, that's the point. It's a bedroom. Have you been to Ladue Taco? Have you been to Ladue Cantina? Oh, those sound terrible. Those sound generic. It doesn't sound. Larry Wilsonberg, I'll take steak fries. Sportsman Park is fire. Lester's. Grassies. Lester's wings are fire. Grassies is fire. Grassies actually might be fraud neck. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't okay. think Grassies is I think that's Grassies is nothing to play with. That That's unbelievable. That's so, yeah, there is stuff around it, but not immediately around yeah, it. Why do you you're like. getting a lot of criticism in general, but specifically that you didn't include Clayton. Any reason for that? Uh, it's too, it, too much city hustle and bustle. I don't like that. Yeah, there's, wow. if, when I think of Clayton, I think hustle and bustle. Yeah, people actually going to work and making money. Because there's street you, parking. If you're gonna, no, if you're going to charge me for parking on a street that, in a city that's not that nice, I, I take issue with that. Okay. okay. I think I'm actually with Licks on that. You should not have to pay for parking. I don't parking. Hate blocks. Pay for parking either. You know, I hate paying for parking. And we had Joe Buck and Andy Cohen hanging out on Friday night in Ladue. So I don't see them, you know, on Gravoy. <laughs> you live in Ladue yourself? I do. Yeah, what part? Whereabouts? Uh, it's not that big, Doug. It's true. Ladue's a good enough <laughs> size. You can tell us about where you live. Um, what else? What I had a quite. Hey, I actually have. I want to recommend a service to people. I don't think um, you live in Ladue at all. I haven't been to a gas station in years. Why? Um. <laughs> You got an electric car? What a flex. Someone, there's a service you can sign up for that a friend showed me a few years ago it, where someone comes to your house, picks up your car, fills it up once a week, tops it off, gives a little wash, and brings it back. It's like the nicest thing ever. That's what you have. So, if anyone wants to figure that out, just DM Jackson, then Jackson can DM me. Um, How did you make so, all your money? How did you come into all this? <laughs> Great wealth. That's none of your business, Doug. Oh, KG and O-Town jumped in. in. the world? What the hell happened there? If you like cooked tuna, you're more of a commoner. If you eat raw tuna, then you have some wealth. That's oh. an observation I made on Saturday at 801. Yeah. 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 When you sushi get sushi eaters. That. Yeah. Look, I love you sushi. But we, <laughs> we're, we live in St. Louis. Like, no offense. And I love the sushi that we have in St. Louis. They're Jeff a fan of the options. Imperial sushi. Yeah. Oh, it's fire as hell. And also, off Richardson Road, 55 North, there's a place, Sushi AI. Fire, fire, fire. So <laughs> I'd recommend those AI? two. AI? Artificial intelligence? No, IE. I don't know if it's IE or AI, but nonetheless. Yo, but, Lex, would you ever go to the Imperial for some sushi? No. Don't ask me that. But it's raw tuna. <laughs> like... You're getting raw tuna in St. Louis. That doesn't mean you're high class. It means that one's just frozen and shipped over. You know, it's. I'm not saying opening a bag of tuna is more classy than eating raw sashimi or whatever, but still, we're not. In, probably a crack. If you live within walking distance of a Cracker Barrel, then we're not going to be friends. Oh, <laughs> I got a leaf chicken that's like it's stone's throw from my place. That's that sweet out. action there. <laughs> Uh, Warson Woods right. Wacko has uh, hey. some thoughts here, Mr. Licks. You know the Warson Woods Wacko. I dug there sideways. Initially, yeah. it was Hugo Posh, but now it's Warson Woods Wacko. A couple dead giveaways that Licks has a bag of dog poop. He went to St. Charles Main Street, and he went to see Paw Patrol. And if he wants 
spirit to be better than during his next janitorial shift out there. Put a coat of paint on the wall and put a nice coffee maker in the waiting area. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. Yeah, well, I'm going to give him the one true facial uh, that's being sponsored right now. Wow, um, wow, wow, so, wow, so, yeah. Doug. Hey, that, and I mean that in only one pure, blessed way. What I don't mean that in a negative way. What kind of, of course. way do you mean it? Um, oh, beautiful I... sponsor. Uh, hey, what, Wacko probably eats cooked tuna. Um, hey, I have two more questions real quick. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, Proceed. I thought maybe I was dropped. Um, no. Hey, one, well, what, this isn't a question. I, Marmol, is it Marmol or Marmol? Doug, Larry Marmy, who uh, is the best. I, I think it's Ali Marmol. That's correct. Marmol reminds me, actually, of the Warson Woods Wacko. Because right. he's a guy that, he's a little tough guy, probably... Oh, I can't say the short thing because that would be bad for Tim. But tough guy thinks he's way more important than he actually is, but really does nothing of importance or have any value whatsoever. Um, that's observation number one. Observation uh, question number one uh, <laughs> is, is Tim, <laughs> do you think there's a chance? Because I bet someone this, and I can hang up and listen, or you don't have to answer it. Uh, it is there a chance? that Bush Stadium isn't in its location, say, 15 years from now. Because I think that – I'll give my take real quick and I'll hang up. I think they're going to do what everyone else is doing and build like a mega complex out in St. Charles or something where they can have a huge park and everything and apartments and office and all that stuff. Uh, But I was curious what Tim thinks of what – whatever Tim thinks is probably right. Oh, that if the the Cardinals' next stadium won't be in downtown, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, for whatever reason, I actually was thinking about that. within the Maybe I was watching the Braves game. And for those of you who have been to that stadium or uh, have driven past it, it is, I don't know, it's tough. I was about to say it's 20 minutes outside of downtown Atlanta, but that's not fair because your time in driving through Atlanta can, yeah. can last hours. But uh, I, th- I, I really do. I know it sounds completely ridiculous in the moment right now, but I do think that that is the direction that many franchises, not just limited to baseball teams, will go. And then people can say, well, that'll be the end of downtown. I don't really know what's going on in downtown, as in real downtown, 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 not just like the city, because there are areas of the city that are experiencing uh, either resurgence or growth. Um, but that would be uh, if I had to place money on Cardinals next ballpark, which I know probably sounds like it's got to be decades away. But uh, the reality is this one is now the same age as the second Bush Stadium when the Cardinals won the World Series in 82, I think, about the same math. What was that, 66, 67 when they moved in? Second Bush opened in 66 to to 2005. Okay. So it had about a 40-year lifespan. So this one is 17 years now. Uh So um, I know people say, well, at the DeWitts and Ballpark Village. I understand that. I don't know how long the DeWitts will own it. Um, I would expect the DeWitts to own it in 20 years, honestly, but who knows? So that would be, that would be what I would think. I would say that they will not be downtown. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. I, I've wondered before if, if they wish they had held up on Ballpark Village, uh, you, you know, maybe built that somewhere else, just because of all the problems the city's going having right now and the future doesn't look particularly bright. And think of the money that they would save not paying that 1% Income tax on businesses down there. 
I mean, when you're a billion-dollar business, 1% is real money. So you agree? You agree that they will Yeah, most I wouldn't likely... think they'll build another stadium. And again, it's two decades no. away. But, uh, yeah, if I had it. But I, I, I also realize that, that I'll be I'll have Twitter mentions uh, today and perhaps some emails with personal attacks based on my opinion of where a ballpark will be built. Oh, but that's, well, who cares about that? Well, I'm just telling you what, the, the, way, the way that it works. Uh, and this is coming from somebody whose family still lives in the city and grew up in the city. But I'm just telling you that I, you know, that I think that that's the direction that it's going. And I think as other franchises see the success that teams are having with not just going, oh, we got to build downtown. They go, why? Why is it? Why do we have to be downtown? That's just not the way that the world is working anymore. In part, you have work from home, but you just have populations moving away from city centers in many markets. And so that would be logical that is why the braves moved into what is it now truest is that yeah. what it's called or sun trust even though turner field opened its first season was 97 so that didn't even last 25 years and they moved it more to the population center which i believe is north yeah northwest i think of downtown atlanta if memory serves well i think if they hadn't built ballpark village they might be a little quicker to even entertain the thought of, of I agree with that part else. too I agree but now that they've got an enormous uh, residential tower there and all those bars and restaurants it, it would take something huge for them to ever entertain leaving that area chairman Steve in Wildwood says it's wonderful when walking out of my building and someone is driving on the sidewalk to Broadway to avoid paying for parking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those are perks that you're not going to get if you don't right but build it in Maryland Heights, you don't get that. I think paying for parking is overrated in general. I don't like doing it either. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the third largest market is moving their stadium from downtown to the suburbs and the Bears, you know. So yeah, certainly a trend that's going to – obviously the situation is different with Soldier Field and it's in such bad shape, but – you know, that seems to be the new yeah. direction teams are going. I think well, it's, I mean, in New York, you go yeah, to Meadowlands, yeah. Well, you got that. You got Yankee Stadium. You got, you know, Chase Stadium and now City Field. But that's a different dynamic there. Dodger Stadium. I, is Dodger Stadium the third oldest ballpark now? You got Fenway and Wrigley and then Dodger Probably, Stadium, yeah. I would yeah, guess. I think so. That's a different set of circumstances there. I would imagine that that'll be around for long long time but maybe i'm off the mark on it what about the fourth i'm looking it up right now yeah, tim i really would be curious doug could anything come to mind fourth oldest fourth oldest ballpark in major league baseball Ooh, this is uh this one is not one you'd immediately think of i'm gonna go with anaheim nailed it tim 1966 wow yeah angel stadium uh, wow, staying in California, Oakland Coliseum is the fifth oldest. Yeah, we're going to put an asterisk next to that. And then right across the state, right down Highway 70, uh, Kauffman Stadium is the sixth. Huh. And go. it's still very nice. Yeah. They, did, they did a great job Absolutely. on that stadium. But the thing with the, the cities and areas you're talking about, people are still going to Atlanta downtown every day without a stadium there. Obviously, L.A., Chicago with the Bears. Like St. Louis, we have a population of like 350,000, 380,000 downtown yeah. and slowly just, or maybe not even slowly, just. Well, it's been going on for decades. So, like, if you Boston, lose. Boston, Detroit, and St. Louis. If you lose that, then I'm not saying there's no businesses down there. I don't want to be anti downtown, but. Oh, you it would lose, destroy I mean, you, downtown. It would absolutely yeah. destroy because they wouldn't put anything to replace Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. So, just imagine what that would look like in 25, 30 years after they move. It would be horrible. Almost everything down there now that's thriving was centered 
after the Cardinals moved downtown. One hundred percent. Almost every, almost everything. But that like the, grew up around downtown. The hinges on you know the May to October, you know, eighty-two games yeah. of baseball. Yeah, or April. October. I don't know how the hotels would make it without the Cardinals down there or the restaurants. Most restaurants have pulled out already. Anyway, the, the good ones. I don't know how the the remaining ones would would make it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, you're welcome to give your thoughts. Many are. 314-881-TMA5. You're welcome to that CDF group text inbox. You are also welcome to call in 636-9004-TMA. An email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, which comes your way in about an hour. Jackson and I, Joe Posnanski, wrote a great column uh, this past weekend about the state of both the Yankees and the Cardinals. And he says the Yankees situation is easily explained. Stanton and Judge are both hurt. The thing is, even when they're both in there, that lineup has some real question marks. And also, the Yankees are still hovering around 500. He said the Cardinals, that's a totally different set of circumstances. And uh, then he was specific on Ali Marmol and how uh, that thing about the fans last week when Ben Fredrickson asked him about the fans booing. And he said, you think the fans are more frustrated than us? And Ben's like, well, I didn't ask that, but okay. (laughs) Uh, in, implying that at some point the Cardinals may have to make a move. Uh, and we saw it last year, Doug, with the with the Phillies, with Joe Girardi, and then yeah, you saw what wound up happening with them. Yeah. And the Blue Jays did the same thing. Uh, they didn't have the deep run that the Phillies did. But uh, I certainly could see it. And I think your observation on Mozilla coming out and going to Ken Rosenthal and Katie Wu, not just Katie Wu, and that's nothing against Katie. It's as Ken has the national platform, and he did write a column about it, which I'll read here momentarily, uh, speaks to how the two are not necessarily in lockstep, and then now they're going public, even though Mazalek didn't throw Marmol under the bus. Uh, he is going directly against what the Cardinal manager said 24 hours earlier. So anyway, Joe Posnanski is going to join us on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. That's at 10.15. Tomorrow, Buster Only and Taylor Twelman will be with us on 101 ESPN as well. Uh, that starts at 10. It goes to 11. And then right after a balloon party today, I am doing a sound story. MySoundStory.com. And we're giving away 20% off gift cards for Mother's Day by entering promo code TMA at MySoundStory.com. That's promo code TMA at MySoundStory.com. Doug, John Hewlett, Randy Carricker, Riz, Moon, Learn, Courtney Landrum, Am I leaving anybody out? Jackson, Jackson's in there. Uh, if you uh, want to uh, get 20% off, enter the promo code TMA, and you take care of Mother's Day shopping. Mother's Day this Sunday. Uh, you take care of Mother's Day shopping quick, fast, and a hurry entering promo code TMA. And you can either come into studio uh, to do the uh, interview, or we can do it over Zoom. Mom can pick that out whenever she would like. You just give the gift card on Mother's Day, something that is great to give with your siblings for Mother's Day. MySoundStory.com, promo code TMA. Uh, I'd like to tell the people about uh, Holderness and Bourne. Uh, Holderness and Bourne has absolutely nailed the fit of their golf apparel because their approach is tailored but not tight. 
Even for those who wear a bigger size, the fit loosens as you get towards large, extra large, and on up while maintaining the sharp look you can pick out from across the driving range. Holderness and Bourne polos have a more polished look than other golf polos because the sleeves won't hang past your elbows and there's not a bunch of fabric crowded around the shoulder, so you can swing free and easy all summer long. Enjoy 15% off at hbgolf.com with the code TMA15 and check out their new spring styles and colors. Again, go to hbgolf.com, hbgolf.com, and apply the code TMA15 for 15% off your next order and feel the difference and their premium golf apparel. Holderness and Bourne, classic style with modern fit and performance. Doug, my lawn is so dense. It's so dense that it truly does need to get cut twice a week at this point. Yeah. And that's because of green ending. That's where I am, too. I struggled for years to get my yard to look decent at all and couldn't do it. I'd go to Home Depot or, or wherever and, and ask the people, what do I need to put on my grass? And I'd get advice, and I'd put it down, and uh, nothing. You got to go with the pros, man. You got to go with someone like... Green Envy, it's a locally owned and operated company, been around St. Louis for more than a decade now, and the key is that they are local, and they know the local soil conditions we have here, the weather conditions, the turf types. They don't use national, generic, cheap, ineffective products. They use what works best for lawns in this area, and that's what they've done for me. And my grass just couldn't be any thicker, Tim. Dance. Every, every day I, walk, I just look out the window at it. It's unbelievable what yeah. they do and what they've done for both me and Doug. If you want to see your lawn grow and grow quickly, Green Envy is the company. 636-757-1600. That's 636-757-1600. Green Envy is the name of the company that Doug and I both have used and have had great success with. It is Green Envy. Check them out. You will be thrilled with the results. I'm, I'm actually in awe of how quickly it happened because it happened when the weather was cold, yeah. and uh, now it's growing even quicker. If you are dealing with low energy and low motivation, weight gain or muscle loss, fatigue, you're tired all the time, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling moody, you're irritable, you're impatient, you're dealing with anxiety or depression, you could be dealing with low testosterone. Well, that's where Mantality comes into play at LowTeeUSA.com. Mantality is a company I visited. I was tested out there. Uh, even if you've tried testosterone before, not everyone understands the blood chemistry in men's bodies like Mantality. They can help. The normal range for testosterone is large. If you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it was not fully looked at. Come get checked with Mantality. Testosterone therapy helps men regain normal function and restore their ability to perform normally at all levels. It's Mantality online at LowTUSA.com. That's Mantality at LowTUSA.com. Send your emails in. Design your heating and cooling email today at 945, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Text in anytime, 314-881-TMA5, EDF Group, text inbox, uh, and get involved on our radio program. Here is Ken Rosenthal's uh, column an excerpt from it, which was posted early this morning. The choice was always out of character. The Cardinals do not typically spend big in free agency. They tend to acquire their stars in trades. And for nearly two decades, they benefited from otherworldly defense at catcher. So how is it they settled on Wilson Contreras? They fell in love during a job interview. That's how. The Cardinals, after meeting with Contreras, were hell-bent on getting him. Never mind that their biggest rival, the Cubs, wanted no part of bringing him back. The conversation lasted nearly three and a half hours. Contreras, then a free agent, said all the right things to Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mazalock and manager Ali Marmal, about replacing Yadier Molina, about wanting to play for the Cardinals, about improving every aspect of his game. This was in early December. 
Mazalek and Mormal flew from St. Louis to Orlando to meet with Contreras. Not long after, the Cardinals abandoned their efforts to trade for A's catcher Sean Murphy and then signed Contreras to a five-year, $87.5 million contract. Uh, Marmol said in spring training, quote, it was very clear who our guy needed to be. 35 games into the season, it suddenly is not so clear. Contreras is saying the right things. More importantly, he seems to be doing the right things. But the Cardinals, after ignoring all the warning signs, are discovering why the Cubs' efforts to retain him were half-hearted at best. They are making Contreras a designated hitter, removing him as their starting catcher until further notice. Mozeliak, in an interview with The Athletic on Sunday, said he still believes in Contreras as a catcher, quote, but some of the things we expect, some of the things about the game we've become accustomed to, I think he realizes it's going to require more preparation. Now the question is, can that happen? I guess we'll have to find out. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Powerful. That remind, yeah. You said that reminded you of, what, FDR? Very similar. Very similar. Or Mark Hanna at the Berlin Wall? That's right. Not Mark Hanna. Great communicator. Right. Reagan. Uh, that is a powerful statement. Let me read it again because I think this is going to uplift everybody as they go into work on Monday. Mozeliak, in an exclusive interview with The Athletic on Sunday, said he still believes in Contreras as a catcher. Quote, but some of the things we expect, some of the things about the game we've become accustomed to, I think he realizes it's going to require more preparation. Now the question is, can that happen? I guess we'll have to find out. God. Huh. That's like a, it's like interesting to see how it all shake out kind of end there. I would like to see some video examples of what he's doing that they right. dislike so much. I have a feeling there is not video available because I'm reading between the lines and that he's not preparing, and so there is not <laughs> video of things that don't happen. That's that's my sense from all of this. Uh, and if, if you remember, we cited it. I don't know if I talked about it here, but I remember talking about it on 101 because I briefly won them over because I was critical of Jack Flaherty. Um, but that, that Jack Flaherty made the observation uh, that sounded like criticism of Contreras and then Ben Fredrickson, I believe it was Ben Fredrickson, followed up with uh, something that Flaherty goes, I see what you're doing and I know where you're going with that, but it doesn't just fall on one person. It requires the coaching staff, the pitching staff, and the catcher. That was on Flaherty's start, which was Thursday. Thursday. But as it turns out, the Cardinals had already discussed changing positions with Contreras on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that was already in motion. The thing that they didn't discuss with him, that the Barrera was going to be called up. So he was surprised by that on Saturday morning. So by preparation, they're saying they don't think he's calling the right pitches in important situations. That he's working on the front end. By front end, I mean before the games to prepare to have the right attack plan for each hitter. For I don't know if you ever watch, uh, I do this for gambling purposes, daily fantasy purposes, a matchup where I have one of my players up in an at-bat, and you can tell if you watch where the ball is, you know, pitch one, whether it's a strike or a ball. You can tell, at least I can, and I would imagine, it's it's not like I'm some wizard, anybody can see it, what the attack plan is for the hitter. Uh, You you can see, like, there's some hitters where you can tell the pitcher is specifically outside. I think the thing that has pissed the Cardinals off the most, although reading between the lines, the prep is the thing that's pissing them off, is how the prep has led to failure to get guys out when they have two strikes. Right. Two that strike is what corners, I think yeah. it is. Uh, Rosenthal goes on to say, needless to say, the Braves are not asking the same question about Sean Murphy, oh. a former Gold Glove winner who has made a seamless defensive transition uh, and done it while switching leagues as opposed to staying in the same division the way Contreras did. The Cardinals are not the only team that asks a lot of their catchers. Virtually all teams do, including the Cubs. The Braves moved Contreras' younger brother, William, in the three-team Murphy trade 
in part because they did not believe he was ready to meet their expectations for the position. Well, the early returns are in. The Braves have the best record in the National League. The Cardinals have the worst. And for good measure, the Sean Murphy leads the National League in OPS. Mm. Oh, boy. A trade for Murphy, costly as it would have been in talent, would have fit the Cardinals' blueprint for success much better than the signing of Contreras. From Mark McGuire to Matt Holliday, Paul Goldschmidt to Nolan Arenado, the Cardinals have routinely hit the jackpot trading for stars and then persuading them to stay in St. Louis. Murphy, with three years of club control remaining, could have been, I want to emphasize that part, because that's why I was a huge fan. Murphy, with three years of club control remaining, could have been next in line. He certainly was open to an extension. He agreed to a six-year, $73 million deal with the Braves 15 days after they acquired him. But the Cardinals would not part with the necessary young talent for Murphy or right-hander Pablo Lopez, who would have been a boost to their rotation, a group that was insufficient to begin with and is now crying out for the help in the absence of Yadier Molina. For Murphy, the A's asked the Cardinals for outfielder Lars Newtbar, Brendan Donovan, and Gordon Graceffo, according to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. I later reported the A's wanted Newtbar or Donovan plus Graceffo. So now you kind of get an idea of what the price was. You make the determination of whether or not that was too much. I realize right now it certainly feels like it wasn't, but that was reported, and we did discuss it uh, on one of the shows that we do, uh, podcast, TMA, or, or 101. The Cardinals were unwilling to trade any of those players and instead wanted the A's to choose from a group of four, consisting of outfielder Dylan Garl- Carlson, second baseman Nolan Gorman, outfielder Alec Burleson, and first baseman slash outfielder Juan Yepes. Uh So... The A's wanted, according to Rosenthal, Newt Barr or Donovan plus Graceffo. Uh, according to the Post-Dispatch, they wanted Newt Barr, Rosenthal and the Post-Dispatch were in agreement on that, Donovan, uh, and a uh, power young pitcher like Graceffo. According to Rosenthal, it was Newt Barr or Donovan plus Graceffo. Just so you... Goodness. Yeah. That probably <laughs> is what a lot of people, now they're going to text in probably a little more vividly right. than goodness, sure, but sure. everybody essentially spirit, I would imagine. And that's why I was talking about it back in December. But at the time, there was this circle jerk going on that the Cardinals had gotten Contreras. And I go, keep in mind, the asking price was three years, and the Cardinals paid five, which is why I drew the parallel to Dexter Fowler and how I'm concerned about it. And it wasn't results-oriented because I said the same thing the morning after the Cardinals acquired Dexter Fowler. Dexter Fowler didn't want to move to St. Louis. You can bitch about Dexter Fowler all you want. He didn't want to move here. He was going to go to San Francisco or Toronto. And the Cardinals panicked after they couldn't get the guy they wanted, Adam Eaton. And I realize it's not like Adam Eaton had a Hall of Fame career uh, because the price that the Nationals paid the White Sox to get him. And so they panicked, and then they went to Dexter Fowler. And they gave him an extra year that the Giants and the Blue Jays weren't willing to give him which is why I see the parallel with Contreras. Never thinking that we would be talking about it in May of his first year, Mm -hmm. but here we are because I'm going, hey, if you identified him as a catcher, this is a guy that the Cubs didn't have playing much catcher last year relative to the Cardinals and Yadier Molina. Now, I personally, in fairness, didn't think that the catcher thing should be the top priority of the offseason. I thought with the shortstops who were out there and or the pitching situation that the Cardinals had – that that would be where you would allocate free agent dollars, and it was time to do it. And I would have bet the Plowhawk that they would have done that again, and I would have lost just like I did two years ago. They didn't do it. They identified catcher. 
fine. I was, God, I would have bet this too, that it was going to be Sean Murphy. Right. I was all but certain that it was going to be Sean Murphy. And I loved it because then I thought they would take the dollars and then get an outfielder, shortstop, or a starting pitcher. And instead, when they signed Wilson Contreras to a five-year deal, thought, well, this is going to be a problem. But I guess since he told Nolan Arenado, I thought he told Nolan Arenado, maybe he didn't, uh, don't opt out because we're going to increase spending, like he told the fan base, that I guess they're going to go increase the spending now and they're going to pay on um, on Contreras and then either trade for a pitcher and lock him in and spend more money or the pitcher's already under contract or they're going to spend elsewhere. And then, as it turns out, the only move they made was Contreras. Just like the previous year, the only move they made was Steven Matz. And this is what Ken Rosenthal then continues to write. As it turned out, the A's ended up picking up outfielder, and it's a bunch of names that nobody would know unless you're really following minor league baseball. A deal that appeared better in quantity than quality, though Ruiz is sporting a league average adjusted OPS and leads the majors with 16 steals and 17 uh, attempts. Oh, and lest anyone forget, the price for Contreras was not simply $87.5 million. As a free agent who rejected a qualifying offer, he also cost the Cardinals talent their second highest selection in the 2023 draft, plus $500,000 in international bonus pool space. Mazalak said about it, quote, hindsight's 2020, the type of players we thought we'd have to give up to get Murphy, we just weren't willing to do. You might say you would be willing to do it now. I don't think that's truly a fair question. It's John Mazalak when asked about Sean Murphy. So now they're at least talking about Sean Murphy, which was something we were talking about on on our shows. Agreed, Rosenthal says, but the pivot to Contreras was questionable from the start. The Cubs, as I wrote in February, bid farewell to Contreras because he did not meet their standards for defensive preparation, preparation, and game calling. Within the industry, the concerns about Contreras' catching hardly were a secret. But once the Cardinals decided against a trade for Murphy, they had almost no choice but to replace Molina through free agency. Alas, the open market has been Mozeliak's principal bugaboo since becoming the team's lead executive in 2007. Yes, even more than his occasional ill-conceived trades of players such as Sandy Alcantara and Randy Arozarena. You could add Zach Gallen, Adolis Garcia. I'm sure you guys are thinking of others that I'm not thinking of as I just do this off the fly. The Luke car- Voigt, Voigt went on to lead the American League in home runs one year. Uh, wisdom is second in the league right now in home runs. Yeah. The Cardinals are the envy of the industry for their ability to churn out young talent. They have won more regular season games than all, but the Dodgers and Yankees during Mazalak's tenure made 10 playoff appearances, won one World Series, and appeared in another. But in free agency, they are often an accident waiting to happen. The Cardinals' misses under Mazalak include Dexter Fowler, Mike Leake, and Brett Cecil. Steven Match pits well Sunday, but his ERA since joining the Cardinals last season is five and a half. And now there is Contreras, whom the Cardinals are fitting for training wheels at the position he has played since entering the majors in 2016 and winning a World Series in his first season with the Cubs. Christian Vasquez, a strong defender who went to the Twins on a three-year $30 million deal, would have been a safer and less expensive choice. Quote, what I don't want to happen is a finger point. This is all Wilson's fault. It's not. There are many parts of our team right now that are not performing to what we expected, Mazilek said. I do think the nuances of the catching side we haven't had to spend a whole lot of energy thinking about because of what Yachty did for us. You know that, you know that saying, you sometimes feel like you had a coach on the field. That was Yachty. That's how we thought. Even though you might have a game plan, Yachty had the ability to allow that to evolve during a game, real-time decision-making. Quote, Mazalak. 
Fair enough. Replacing Molina, an all-time great catcher, a near Hall of Famer, was almost a near certain Hall of Famer, was always going to be problematic. The 22 Giants endured a painful transition without Buster Posey. The 12 Red Sox collapsed in their first year without Veritek, but the Cardinals entered the season with other issues, adding to their challenge. After veteran pitching coach Mike Maddox left for the Rangers, the Cardinals replaced him with a first-time Major League pitching coach, Dusty Blake. They also brought back a rotation that the Athletics' Eno Saris and some within the industry identified as a weakness both before the season and after it started. The additional complexities presented by the pitch clock, as cited by Mazalak, are yet another reason for the Cardinals would have been better off with an accomplished defender such as Murphy instead of Contreras, even if the acquisition costs would have amounted to something of an overpay. Uh, there it is. You can read more at theathletic.com. Uh, Ken Rosenthal. He is who he is, and the Cardinals should have known it. That is his final line regarding Wilson Contreras. And the point being, he's certainly writing criticism about Wilson Contreras, but I think the focal point is the criticism of the front office. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-881-TMA5. We'll take a break. Uh, balloon party coming up with Joe Posnanski at 10 o'clock. We'll certainly continue this discussion. This is the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.